I was gonna call you the smooth stone skipper. <laughs> I don't really know what that means, but I really like it. Yeah. <laughs> huh. It treats stone skipping like it's the magic it is. That's yeah. Impressive. You get like yeah. nine or ten skips. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> can you skip stones i feel like you can i can sometimes yeah most of the time okay yeah you gotta get the right stone for it not all stones mm. are skippers that's the stone skipper's secret <laughs> you know okay some stones aren't made equal as real flat ones right like yeah you essentially want to be throwing a small pizza into the ocean effectively yeah a very small <laughs> stone pizza okay gosh how will i start this episode how i'm, I'm intrigued look out for your eye because it's sink floyd and we're here to rock it rock your eyes that is with an <laughs> audio podcast welcome to sink floyd the podcast where we watch every movie ever made to see if it syncs up with pink floyd's 1973 magnum opus the dark side of the moon Woo! My name is Gareth Blackler, and and part of my elite team of wizard astronomer <laughs> people, it's James Barron. Oh my god, I've never been more honoured to have a title. I've like I feel like I've been destined to become a wizard astronomer my whole life. Hi, oh. it's James Hi. Barron here on the mic, ready to record another sweet pod for you. Oh. Um, <laughs> And we're here talking about a trip to the moon. Uh, that's the English title of the film that we've watched from 1902. 1902. What were you doing in 1902, James? Well, I was uh, hard at work in my wizard's tower one day when, <laughs> when a man came to me and he proposed the idea of traveling to the moon. And I was like that's ridiculous and i went back to doing my moon wizardry <laughs> <laughs> and that's why you're not in this film that's true i wasn't available for comment until until after the film had been made but that's what i was up to yeah nice definitely the oldest film we've done on this pod oh yeah Come very on. um well definitely one of the oldest films like they yeah. there's like no one's been able to find an earlier narrative film at this point so Whoa. this might be the first fictional film it's definitely the first science fictional film yes absolutely first sci-fi yeah. ever recorded by far but yeah this is coming at us nearly 120 years later which is <laughs> yeah. fucking insane to think about yeah. that's like nearly two lifetimes <laughs> of difference <laughs> But it's so cool that we can still watch and appreciate films from that era. Mm. That's like yeah. my main marvel of this whole situation. I'm very happy about that. Aw. Yeah. I really wanted to do, like, I wanted us to do an old one. And I was all set, like, if we could do that film where the train comes towards the camera and <sighs> everyone freaked out in the cinema because yeah, yeah. the train was going to hit them. Um, but then, of course, I realized, like, no, no, there's a one that came out, but seven years later, picturing a featuring a moon. So yeah. I was like, we have to do that one. And then I find out the bloody director, star, producer of this film was in that initial crowd and ran from the train. Whoa, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Holy shit. 
while he was running from that train, he had the idea for this film, I think. Pretty much. It's just like, oh. He um, asked the director if he could use their camera, and they said no, and he had to build his own camera. <laughs> so that's probably what took most of the seven years, was he had to literally, like, essentially invent a camera to make this film. Yeah, holy shit. I mean, totally yeah. worth it. Like yeah oh, damn that's that's like the the difficulties of hollywood <laughs> back in the day yeah all that red tape and rigmarole uh, the bet they're still doing that to this day old yeah. buddy like m night Shyamalan comes down wanting to make a movie about old people and he's like oh can i get the money and they're like no build your own camera and come back yeah. <laughs> come back in seven years m night <laughs> amazing uh, he's like constantly has to overlap cameras like if he takes more than seven years to make a film it's because he's been building two cameras at the same time or oh, building man. a camera while shooting his other film that's a lot of work it's a lot of yeah. stuff to focus on god damn yeah. <laughs> literally two cameras yeah. <laughs> so true my goodness uh, but yeah how it... did you find this ancient ancient film so I watched it clean for this first time. Oh, yes. Fun fact about this film, it's 12 and a half-ish minutes long. It's not yeah, long. Yeah, didn't, didn't realize that. Very, very short. However, yeah. there is a lot packed into those 12 minutes. So we're, we're not going to have nothing to talk about, thankfully. But um, yeah. yeah, watched it clean first time. Silent movie. So like dead silent when I watched it. I, fi- I found this movie to be incredibly charming and Aww. a great watch. I really think it holds up quite well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, very impressed with the production design throughout. Heck I thought, yeah. thought it was vi- visually very entertaining and, like, mm. uh, very exciting. You can follow along the plot quite easily. Like, no dialogue and no, um, uh, like, title cards of the, like, Charlie yeah. Chaplin era that would come later and things like that. Hadn't been invented yet, presumably. But, yeah, like... Very, very well done, I thought. Yeah. What are your thoughts? They, I loved, like, there's a thing, like, that simple jump cut edit that people do, like they did on Bewitched all the time, where yes. they would stop the camera, someone would walk away, and then they vanished. And, like, people are doing that all over TikTok these days. Mm. This film bloody invents that, and it's just full of that, like, they lift a uh, um, tele- what's the word? telescope up. Yeah. And then jump cut, it's a chair. So <laughs> Which, good. Yeah, did confirm that they were wizards for me, which was good. Absolutely, yeah. Dressed yeah. as wizards and then achieved magic, so totally fine. Yeah, I yeah, it was a delight. I it was interesting that everything the camera was incredibly far away from everything, which I think was yeah. just they didn't realize they could put a camera close to people. <laughs> yeah, like zero close-ups. Yeah. Like yeah, the the language of film has not yet been invented really for this. Yeah. It felt for me, the whole thing felt very much like a stage production, like a mm. like a, yeah, like a show. All the I'll get to it, but like the um all the props and stuff and all the backgrounds are very flat feeling, but very yeah. well handcrafted and very beautiful to look at. But like yeah, it felt very much like uh, I was watching a, a stage show, a stage performance, but in mm. complete silence. So, yeah. <laughs> like if um, your friend's mum had like filmed their um, like Am- Amdram debut, but mm. hadn't figured out how to use the sound on their phone and they weren't in the best seats. But you're like, you know the show was really good. Yeah, you get the gist, right? 
Yeah. Yeah. For sure. You yeah. can see people marching about doing stuff. And you're like, oh, wow, cool. <laughs> Pretty sweet. <laughs> yeah. That, how do you think this film... Let's. We've got to tell the people how this film would sync with an album that was um, conceived... 72 years later oh my god that's so long <laughs> right wow uh yeah let's... pink floyd's parents weren't even around when they were making this no nah, man i assume oh my god unreal yeah. yeah the the floyd progenitors weren't even walking the <laughs> earth they weren't talking about this sweet moon flick <laughs> uh but yeah let's see how it syncs up with the with a movie with a movie, with a movie, with a with an album that came out much later. Yeah. Oh my gosh, the movie sync with the album. It's what we do on the show, James. That's right. Oh. Don't forget this yet. And no. you're James. Yeah, I'm James. You're you're G Man, Power Man, Good Guy Gareth <laughs> over there. That's my legal name. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I go by a stage name, but you know. That's what it says on your birth certificate. All right, yeah. let's do it. Um, the old trip to, let's take a trip to the moon together, Gary. All right. Oh, three, two, one, go. We got, um, speak to me is barely started as we get a title card of the movie in French, because this is a French mm. film and it's on screen for about a second over complete silence and then disappears. <laughs> like, <laughs> and we are in the film proper. There's no credits. There's nothing. We are going. Here we go. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, we come in on the uh, gathering of astronomer wizards is the only way I can describe this. They're like right. these guys, they're all standing on like, uh, it looks like university style, like bleacher seats effectively. They're all gathered in this like study hall and they're all uh, coming in and sitting down. They've brought their large uh, yeah, telescopes. Um, they're all given, they, they look kind of like Empire State Buildings that have been handed out to them, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like just little, I, they probably are telescopes in retrospect, but like, yeah, I could not at all tell what they were. Some kind of weird powerful wizard objects that i don't fully mm. understand but i'm happy to see them um and yes our main wizard uh grand wizard uh guest speaker Ooh, no. arrives <laughs> yeah no he's got uh he's not wearing a wizard hat but he's got like big flowy uh locks white locks mm. love him um but he rocks up as... yeah he's the director as well oh really cool yeah nice i think it's just um georges milliers i think that's how you yeah. say it yeah, uh, and yeah, so he comes in, and now it is time for everyone to turn their Empire State Buildings slash telescopes into stools with magic, mm -hmm. which, which, yes, as you say, happens over a jump cut. They use jump cuts to great effect in this whole film, oh, actually. Yeah. yeah. Um, lot of lot of good special effects done with hard cuts, which is pretty, probably quite uh, novel for the time. I think it like, was. I think he discovered it, um, old um Milliers by accident and that his camera broke while he was just filming some stuff and then he like watched it back wow. and he was like oh man it looks like that car vanished i could do cool. that amazing i love that yeah. man yeah. yeah i love that that's like what a great discovery right all right so we've got um a head wizard is coming in and he's saying stuff waving his hands around um telling us so much hand waving in this scene like hell of a lot if you cut out all the bits where the wizards wave their hands up and down and cause yeah. a ruckus 
Yeah, you would have a much shorter film. That's true. If you wanted to save time in this 12 to 13 minute film, if you just like, oh gosh, if that's too much of a commitment for you in this modern era, like easily <laughs> skip over some of this this wizard hand waving and you'll be yeah. you'll be fine. You can fast forward through that. Um well back in the day yeah. they sold a film based on its um meters or like feet wow. of actual physical film. Mm. So, like, that's kind of why I didn't know this film was so short is because a lot of people listed as being, like, X amount of feet long, the original cut or something. <laughs> so I was like, oh, yeah, that's got to be, like, massive. And then you're That's like, no, no. so useful to me. I wonder how, 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 like, many feet a film like Avatar would be if you, <laughs> yeah. if you ran it out. Like, could we cover, like, football fields or, like... Oh. Be crazy. surely that's calculatable like someone's got that one of the people on the avatar wiki that i spent a lot of last well a, lot, a certain week of last year visiting a lot yeah please uh yeah please hit us up with the old avatar knowledge that's what i want yeah um yeah i also just want to know how how much film it would take how long would the film be that circumnavigated the whole globe like yeah. if we went all the all the way around the globe, how long would that film be? If it's standard, like standard sized film that they would use mm. in nineteen oh two. All right, hit me up. All right, maths wizards, astronomer <laughs> astronomer wizards, please. Um, I think we've offended all the astronomer wizards because didn't last week we said only dogs do math? Did we? That sounds like I something think at the that very end when we were going loopy. Yeah, that sounds like uh, something that I would say. Yeah. Oh well, never mind. <laughs> I guess we'll never know. I'm I'm w- willing to issue an apology to all astronomer wizards because you okay. won me back with this wonderful film. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he's yeah waving his arms around, telling us all about his plan to uh, go to the moon. Uh, we're getting like the opening bits of uh, well, like the the so we're getting speak to me right now, really with mm. the with the intro and all the sounds of all the album to come crashing in and he as soon as we cut to breathe uh that's that track starting up he starts drawing his little line on the blackboard behind him indicating the flight path from earth to moon um (laughs) here with a bit of chalk and everyone's like oh now I see what you're talking about. That's yeah. absolutely insane. Everyone in the audience is just sort of looking around at each other and like yelling. There's a lot of arguing. Mm. Um, yeah, head wizard guy throws his papers and his books at people in the audience. He's like, ah, god damn it, you don't understand me. Um, <laughs> it seems like it's a really tough sell for head wizard yeah. guy, this plan. Uh, and he tries to convince... Uh, people in the front row basically to come along and see what he's been working on and they're all like nah the, like a couple of people turn away from him but and on the third try he says something that's so good that everyone's like mm. oh shit okay and they all offer their services to come along they're all like oh yeah okay now now we're all interested presumably talking about winning medals or something yeah for the discovery uh and yeah they all get ready to head out basically they all change clothes to get out of there (laughs) like nearly i would say like a tenth of this movie is changing clothes (laughs) yeah of course which is pretty wild there's a lot here when they're just taking off their wizardly astronomer robes (laughs) and putting on like english gentleman coats and hats 
mm. and canes and stuff, disguising themselves from the non-wizarding public. Yeah. You know? Another thing this film invented, the idea of muggles. <laughs> yes! A hundred years before you, JK. Get yeah. it out of your head, you bloody plagiarist. <laughs> Goodness. How much... Like, if 10% of this movie is changing clothes, how much of life do you reckon is changing clothes? Oh, man. Great question. Uh, yeah. I feel like it probably fairly low. Like, it depends on mm. how much you care about your outfits, really. If you're, like, one of these people that is, like, trying on a whole bunch of different clothes before you go out places and all that stuff, probably a significant portion more. But yeah, in general, uh, if I had to put a percentage on it, I would say changing clothes would compromise like 0.0001% of your life. Okay. So not too much, but like more than yeah. you think. Yeah. <laughs> so unless you're like one of the sex in the city gals, you're keeping yeah. a low number. Yeah. What about quick change artists? Yeah. Oh, quick change artists. That's like, it's hard to even spot. Like we are so many, fa so many more decimal places away. At that point, quick changes. They See, are like... I will challenge you on that. I'm sorry. Because okay. they've obviously practiced changing True. clothes so quickly. So therefore, they've done it more often. So they, have... they bump the number back up. They have done it in aggregate more often. But by the time you become a quick change artist, you've like, you're, you're basically banking all your changes ahead of time, right? So. <gasps> The rest, like, all you're practicing, you get that all done. And then, then if you're a successful quick change artist, all your, yeah. all your changes are, are super fast from then on until you die. Mm. Like, you know, like, that's, that's a, like, you're saving time. It's like, get all, <laughs> it's like an investment, right? Yeah. <laughs> It'll pay off much later. When you look back at your life and you're like, ah, oh, yes, I did all my practicing and now I've, I've had so much more time in my old age for other activities because I can quick change into my outfit so mm. fast. So useful to me now that I'm 88. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can change from one sweater vest to another. Yeah. In, 88 in, a, in the blink special. of an eye. <laughs> yeah. The orderlies don't know who I am because I just keep changing <laughs> outfits. <laughs> I love that so much. He was wearing tartan. What's going on here? That can't be Bill. Goodness. We should start a quick, uh, quick fund. Quick. What is the word? Oh my gosh, Kickstarter. A quick, quick where starter. We, um, a quick, quick A quick Kickstarter. Yeah. Where we find where we fund star of Sex in the City, Cynthia Nixon. Because I think she's the one who's not going to be in the reboot. To get a quick change artist course, thus bringing her back down to the average amount because she would have changed clothes the most. I like it. I like this yeah. I like this plan. It sounds like a great use of our time and resources. Quick change, oh, yeah. quick change Nixon. I'm here for it. <laughs> Lock it in. Yeah. Nice. Uh, yeah. So they're, they're all heading out and they're uh, lots yes. of changed clothes. Um, they're all bidding fare farewell to the rest of the wizarding uh, populace behind them. They're all like, see you later. We're off to check this out, this situation. And they go um, down to the rocket construction site. Mm. And we've got all these dudes around who are like uh, working on the rocket, all hammering in sequence. 
on various various parts of the rocket and i really this is where i first noticed uh in the previous scene there was as well but yeah this is where i first noticed they're like beautifully painted set pieces that they've got mm. like this rocket is just like a two-dimensional piece with a flat background behind it and they um walk through the little cutaway doorways of the rocket and go inside and it looks like that they're walking around inside the rocket and it's all very like cartoony it reminds me a lot of um monty python's animation style mm. you know yes yeah yeah it's really it's really lovely honestly like it's it makes it so much more like i don't know fairy tale like or um yeah like a like a live fairy tale playing out before my eyes you know is how i feel about it yeah yeah it's really nice um and these guys are all working away and as the um there's a bit of tomfoolery and the wizards are like looking around at the rocket and they fall over and stuff at the construction site and get yelled at by one of the builders and then they move (laughs) on and when they move on uh pink floyd uh singing uh when at last the work is done as the the men are moving on uh but it didn't doesn't really look like the work is done (laughs) they're still (laughs) working away but pink uh, floyd are just telling the wizards that the work is done so the wizards will stop trying to help oh well that's kind of fair they're just desperately trying to get them to move on so that these men can get their work done (laughs) Mm. yeah uh yeah so they go up to like a sort of balcony kind of area and look at what i think is like a a launch site for the rocket potentially or i can't really tell what this is about there's like a series of chimneys in the background that are billowing out smoke um Mm. they look great um again this is all done with like foreshortening i think these are like actually really small and just like gushing out like small billows of smoke but it it looks great like that they're really far away factories um they all like pour some stuff into the middle and then this huge circle in the middle like gushes out smoke like a huge gout of smoke appearing um i think this is like the launch side of the rocket but i could be wrong it could just be like the industry of man putting their work (laughs) into like making the rocket behind it i don't know hard to say because there wasn't launch sites like if this was all like imagined so it's interesting like whether or not they predicted that correctly and they just ended up like that's what launch sites looked like or if it's our like modern brains are so unable to understand the 1902 kind of perspective that we're Mm. just seeing it as a launch site maybe my my other theory is that it's like a factory like pouring metal for the rocket oh yes yeah like and they're like pouring water onto the metal and like heat treating it or something i don't know it's that was my other theory but it's Mm. hard hard to tell really what's going on here with these like strange props but the wizards are bloody impressed they're looking at and they're very happy about this whole thing um yeah and yeah uh yeah the we get um more lyrics um from pink floyd here with their saying like um and high you fly like when they're up quite high (laughs) (laughs) looking down i mean i don't know if we can give you that one because they obviously do get higher up when they go to the moon it's true They, they are about to go much higher that's fair i was just trying to catch some sinks because it's very this this movie has a lot going on very Mm. very fast and i'm like riding flat out 
full tilt trying to catch sinks at the same time and also trying to capture everything that happens in this in this oh, movie yeah oh yeah that was a busy wee bee my fingers were flying fast i legit looked away for a split second and i missed there's obviously we're getting to the very iconic shot of this film i missed it because yeah. i like essentially blinked oh no there's so much going on here yeah we'll get there we'll get there i'm very yeah. excited uh so yeah as they're like looking on at the at the um this production we get into on the run uh mm. so we're into that track now we got the um we're getting ready for the launch of the rocket and there's like we see this like huge like uh archway kind of thing uh that uh is being prepared and some people in a crowd looking on and only later do you realize what this is but the but uh a ro- the rocket is uh moved up into position and the the lads all hop in all the all the astrologer astronomer wizards they're all jumping yeah. in um no spacesuits or nothing they're just like let's go um ready to go and then <laughs> yeah, the rocket dressed up like they're going to church or something <laughs> basically yeah <laughs> or to like buy an orphan <laughs> <laughs> yeah they're all kind of like um like Ebenezer Scrooge, like Charles Dickens yeah. villains that are just here all ready to go to the moon and steal it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they they all hop in the rocket and then the rocket is positioned and moved into this big archway. And it, uh, we, in the next shot, we discover that this archway is actually this huge, like cannon that is mm. like aimed and pointed at the moon. And it's like stretched and elongated out in such a, like, it's like warped and pointed to the moon very cartoon like it looks really good um, yeah i was very impressed with this shot because again this is all just like painted backgrounds but it's really good yeah. um uh as like a ceremony to see this rocket off uh everyone gathers around there's like a, a like band kind of thing someone holds out the french flag and uh, another person blows on a bugle to say <laughs> see you later wizards and <laughs> then the <laughs> and uh yeah they um uh as soon as we're ready to go the we get hearing the pink floyd and they say we get the live for today uh gone tomorrow adler Mm. and then as the laugh starts as they as he laughs that's when they fire the cannon (laughs) which i'm very happy with yeah I'm, I'm very happy with them just being launched over a, like a maniacal laughter. <laughs> um, and yeah, we get to our um, iconic scene from this film, uh, mm. the scene that you will know it from probably on the poster. If there was a poster, I don't know. Um, I think there was. Yeah, it's like a, sl- yeah, you'd hope so. It's very good mm. visual. Um, yeah, it's like a slow zoom on a little moon. Uh, as we are coming in towards it from the perspective of the rocket and then the moon zooms in again and we see that there's a face inside the moon and then a full camera shot of the moon's face of this dude and then the moon uh the rocket crashes right into his eye and he's like (laughs) oh oh wow ow yeah rocket in the eye it's a bad time for all old moon face he starts that's like sort of crying it. yeah yeah it's just like so yeah, this it's, was it's upsetting yeah <laughs> this was cinema's first like person launched into space this was the movie's first the first time a film character was in space 
first thing we do yep. is make the moon cry. Yep. Crash like, land straight into you. the moon. Yeah. Yep. So sorry, moon. It's also wild because they obviously they couldn't figure out they couldn't zoom because the cameras were so big and heavy and yeah. handmade and probably delicate so they put the guy in the moon covered him in mm-hmm. velvet so you couldn't see anything other than his face and then yeah. pulled him towards the camera <laughs> that's great the reverse yeah. zoom with it where yeah. you just slowly approach the camera i love that <laughs> yeah that's fantastic oh man so good yeah but yeah, he looks great. I, I really, it's it's mm. an iconic shot for a reason, and that this is just such an interesting visual uh, for a movie to, to even have, especially one from like so long ago. It's yeah. it's incredible and very very inventive. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, the, we get a really uh, immediately after this, we get another really impressive shot. I think this is yeah. this is to me is more impressive than the the other shots and the, the, the moon shot that precedes it we get the um like a shot establishing shot of the uh uh surface of the moon and the rocket comes in and crash lands on the moon we see like the rocket which is just all we're seeing is like two like large wooden painted things moving on screen mm. but the but the yeah the rocket comes in and lands and then all immediately after that all the wizards are hopping out of it like as if nothing had happened it looks great like i was yeah. just so impressed seeing this thing coming in and land it looks really realistic and cool just seeing it's it i just took that for granted i was just like oh yeah moon land onto the next i really loved it like watch yeah. that watch that back again and just be impressed with how they pulled that off i think it yeah. just looks really good um but yeah, they all hop out and they're all like celebrating, making it up uh, to the moon. And in the background, uh, the earth rises into view um, mm. and like parts of the scenery, parts of the moon uh, surface, like f- disappear downward to give you a bit better view of the um, uh, better view of the earth. Again, this is very like uh, shadow play kind of stuff like yeah moving bits of the scenery aside so that you can get a better look at like what's important in frame i really love that mm. it looks good um and yeah uh we get uh yeah so they're all stoked and seeing that um we're right at the tail end of on the run now and the crash sound yeah. happens it doesn't really align with what happens next but it's so close um mm. There's sort of just, I don't know what happens here, but there's a random explosion uh, yeah. that happens on, on uh, frame left here. And yeah, yeah something, some, some kind of uh, divine intervention or something happens. And yeah, there's a bit of moon fire just like roaring on the side of the screen. And they're like, oh God, okay. And then that dissipates and it's fine. And they're like, well, it's time to go to bed. They're, they all yeah they're like we it's a long journey up to the moon and so they all gather around and they just yeah yawn and go to bed have a have a lie down and um we get in the ticking of clocks coming in which i'm stoked yeah. about um over here while these guys are slumbering we get a, a few things happening we've got uh, a comet flying by which looks very good. It looks like a little spiral thing spinning around and going across the screen. Very nice. Um, and then some stars appear 
and little faces appear in the stars. <laughs> this weirdly reminded me a lot of um, 3D Vidam. Yeah. <laughs> uh, seeing the like little puppet faces in that and really confusing oh, me. Oh gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like I was, <laughs> I did love this. But um, the final part of this dream sequence or like sleep sequence is uh, we get. Uh, a series of three characters i can't really remember what's going on on the left but um in the middle we've got a lady sitting on like a crescent moon mm. and then a dude hanging out of uh saturn or like a ringed yeah. planet he's just sort of poking just... through like a dog door on the side of the planet <laughs> yeah he's like punched a hole in saturn and he's just like here i am let me watch yeah. you sleep for me, these are the other, like, celestial bodies of the sky. They're, like, Neptune oh. and Jupiter and Saturn and stuff, like, all hanging out and talking about yeah. these guys who have landed on the moon. And they're like, what the shit is going on here? These guys don't belong <laughs> here. And um, they're all, like, pointing it out. And the lady in the middle who's sitting on a, on the crescent moon is just like, let it rain, let it rain down on these boys. And she's like pouring down what looks like either flour or moon dust or um either that or real rain down on these yeah. guys um to wake them up and fair enough because these guys don't belong out here uh <laughs> but yeah uh as this happens uh with the clocks go off in earnest and yes and slowly the men on the moon wake up and rise and shine as if they are hearing the alarm bells going off yeah but they're Very... still they're one of those people who have really violent um yeah. alarm systems and then just still get up groggily and slowly instead of you know people like me who are so full of anxiety that they hear an alarm and they're like right who do, how do i defend my village <laughs> exactly right mm. yes uh i am not one of those people at all i have the issue where if i set an alarm my my uh biological clock is so tightly wound that as soon <laughs> i will uh wake up uh five minutes before my alarm is supposed to go off every yeah. time without fail yeah and i will sit and in my bed and just wait for it to go off because yeah. instead of like turning it over and starting my day i'm like oh i can't I, just need that extra five minutes of like mm. waiting it sucks that's rough but are you someone who can fall asleep relatively quickly no not at all i i'm nah. always like i'm a very light sleeper in almost every way and it's very mm. frustrating <laughs> so you're not even what? spending that five minutes trying to fall back to sleep and like just catch the alarm again you're just like i will no wait. Way yeah basically i'm like <laughs> completely awake eyes like wide open unmoving yeah. <laughs> just furious <laughs> at myself <laughs> and like yeah definitely can't go back to sleep why bother trying if it's only five minutes right like it's just like i'll just wait and be warm for a bit it's winter here by the way i'm trying to keep that's warm. true yeah yeah uh but yeah you're a, a good sleeper you're a heavy sleeper you've done studies i <laughs> i um fall i fall asleep super quickly so i can do the whole like oh, i'll give myself five more minutes and usually so fall blessed. asleep unless an alarm has startled me into wake and then i'm just mm. like must protect <laughs> yeah yeah i'm not must like protect. yeah i'm not like you going like alarm i will take the next watch 
Yeah. I'll stay awake. I'm here to relieve you of your post alarm. <laughs> Please. I've come early out of a courtesy to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's no good. It's a bad situation. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I, unlike these guys, definitely. These guys yeah. are slow to rise. Uh, they are slightly <laughs> off of the old of the old clocks. They're trying to ignore them the best they can, but they are insistent and they, mm. they're like, oh, all right, I'll get up. And they all get up and it's pouring with rain. So they're like, all right, let's go. Um, they descend into the moon. There's a hole yes. that has been here the whole time that they just sort of <laughs> climb into as if this were like a submarine or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they're going into it. And uh, they enter the cavernous interior of the moon. Um, down here, it's like a scene from James Cameron's Avatar, Gareth. There's like, oh, yes. There are large mushrooms everywhere <laughs> down here. If this wasn't a black and white film, we'd be sure to see the bioluminescence. I'm certain yes. of it. Um, yeah. Uh, to prove his point of uh, how great these mushrooms are, Master Wizard goes over and he's got his umbrella with him because it's been raining. And he like plants it in the ground and that instantly turns into a mushroom just i guess because yeah. it's a similar shape <laughs> yeah I don't, I, I don't really know but it certainly I does mean, and st it starts growing exponentially yeah. as well it's the mysteries of moon magic you know if we understood moon magic we wouldn't need films like this Oh, you're so right. Oh my mm. god. I, w I wish I understood, but it's just so hard to, to yeah. understand if you've never been. It's like it's like people that go to the moon and come back, they've got all those stories, and you just yeah. you just can't understand unless you go yourself. I <laughs> know. Oh, Buzz Aldrin, when you get him started, yeah. he's just like, oh, you know, you had to be there. Yeah. It's the idea his... of celestial bodies. <laughs> yeah. When he starts doing his inside jokes with the moon and you're just standing there like, <laughs> I'm here too, Buzz. <laughs> it's just, yeah. So much dust and I could jump really far. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. I remember you telling me about it, Buzz, but you got to remember that I wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> that dude will turn any story to be about how he went to the moon. Like you tell yeah. him about an interesting thing you saw at the bank and he's like, ah, money is green. The moon is not. And he's like, okay, oh, we're back to the moon. It is almost like us with Pink Floyd, honestly. Like, <laughs> yeah. We've got to, like, call the kettle black here a little bit in that, like, we will bring it back around to talking about Pink Floyd, as is our job, you know. Mm. But, yeah. That's, that's what we got to do. Um, yeah. And just like these mushrooms, Pink Floyd are fun guys. Oh, so right. Yes. Love it. Actually. <laughs> I was actually catching up on some Pink Floyd news today. I don't think mm. they are fun, guys. Oh, no. Did you know David Gilmour has banned... David Gilmour, the singer-guitarist, has banned Roger Walters, um, the bass player, from using the Pink Floyd Facebook page. What? There's some in-band, like, rivalry and fighting? That's crazy. Yeah, he's apparently locked him out. Why? And he's real bitter about it. Has he just been posting bad memes and, and he's, Roger's real <laughs> pissed about it? I think so, yeah. Damn. It's like, I, um, because Roger's then moved to, like, posting on his own website and he's really angry about, like, 
apparently David Gilmore in interviews has been telling, and this is a quote, Porky Pies oh. about oh. Um, how they wrote the song Money. Whoa. There you yeah, go. Like, David wasn't even there when we were sampling the cash register. Oh, come on, Dave. You can't yeah, make stuff up. Yeah. Who thought that this would all be ancient history? It's kind of wild that it's coming out now, all this stuff. Right? Man. Yeah. Oh. It seems like, I don't know, it seems like a lot of old rock stars get really bitter in the silliest ways. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. I'm so glad that we have some actual, like, Pink Floyd news to talk about on the show. It's quite, <laughs> right? quite rare <laughs> that that happens, yeah. so I'm very happy with that. And the Fantastic. thing is, I was reading this and I was like, mm, probably not going to bring it up. <laughs> this is just for me. Yeah. Never mind. It's, yeah. Oh. It's only tangentially related to the show, really. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, yeah. Oh. But meanwhile, back in, in this, inside the moon, we've got um, mm. uh, this mushroom summoning magic has uh, unfortunately brought brought the attention of the moon men, the moonanites. Yes. Or the uh, the native moon people of of the moon are here, and uh, yeah, one of them runs out and tries to like ward these wizards off from his homeland. Mm. And does like a thing where he puts his legs over his shoulders, very impressive. Yeah, and like yeah. crab walks at them. I love it. Um, mm. But yeah, they uh, are pushed back. But master wizard, like main wizard. Uh, comes back with another umbrella which i guess he's stolen <laughs> off one of his fellows at this point i don't really know because yeah. his his one turned into a mushroom you'll remember seconds earlier um <laughs> but uh yeah he gives this moon man a big old slap with his umbrella and the moon man explodes through mm. through medium of jump cut we <laughs> he it explodes into like powder i think or like smoke I don't know. Yeah, it's, smoke of some kind. It's a really cool looking effect anyway. I'm, yeah. I'm happy with it. These moon men. Uh, another one comes up and is similarly uh, dispatched with a with a slap of an umbrella. But they're soon overwhelmed by by a, a rush of moon men. Army yeah. of moon men that come out. Uh, My question for you is, is this the moment that side-scrolling video games were invented? Potentially. Right? I'm, I'm happy with that. Yeah, yeah, it definitely does. And all the gag from Scooby-Doo when they're going in and out of all those doors. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they're like... What do you think of these moon men, though? They've got, like, um, quite strange-looking, like, carapace armor kind of stuff mm. going on. Thoughts on the moon yeah. men? How do they compare they're... to the aliens uh, in uh, Drew Carey's Existential Nightmare? <laughs> oh um much less scary i yeah yeah i like these moon men i like that they you know they have lobster claws and they remind me of i've never seen the original tv show land of the lost but when the movie came out i thought it was really fascinating that this is such a tangent i'm sorry no it's good one of the guy uh yorma tacone from the lonely island yeah like andy sandberg's comedy group Yep, yep. He got like apparently a bunch of movie offers, but he instead chose to play like, like some sort of ape or something in that movie. <laughs> and I thought that was really interesting. So I saw that movie, and it's not great, but I do remember <laughs> these like I think they're called slee slacks or something. Wow. 
from that? I think they're from that, or they might be from um, like the Dark Crystal or something. But they're this is pretty much what invented the slee slacks or snee snacks or mm. slee stacks. <laughs> to say. I don't recall any slee slacks or snee stacks in the Dark Crystal. Uh, yeah. So um, I think I've done a cursory Google, and they are Land of the Lost. Sweet. But yeah, there they're you like go. your beautiful, very seventies um, frog boys. <laughs> 70s oh frog boy by the way would be my twitter handle it's so good i'm very yeah. happy with 70s frog boys can we refer to the people the members of pink floyd as 70s frog boys yeah from now on great yeah <laughs> if you don't know what the moon people look like they're 1902 frog boys yeah so true. not as advanced as the 70s frog boys not yeah. quite they don't yeah. have the right instruments yet um yeah, exactly yeah uh, so our wizards, are, they're escorted to uh, the Moon King's court, basically, mm. is what I've written here. There's a, a little gathering of moon men, and the Moon King is sitting on his throne. There's a couple of star children in front of him, hanging out, that we saw earlier. Yeah. Um, and yeah, basically, he it looks like he orders the execution of uh, the wizards, the interlopers, here in his realm. Uh does the the classic hand gesture for that by like swiping at his own throat Um, yeah so good to know that that was a a move even back in 1902 (laughs) that that like stood for the same thing even moon men understand what that means so good um but yeah uh main wizard guy our our boy our, our friend is not going to take this laying down though even though his hands are bound he jumps up and like suplexes the moon king into the ground (laughs) he like picks up his whole body and slams him to the ground choke slams him and the moon king explodes into dust just like the other moon men it's wild (laughs) i love it it reminds me a lot of um in steve zissou when suddenly bill murray just goes and does like amazing action hero stuff out of nowhere yeah it's like oh the main wizard could do all this yeah definitely it's so good he's so tough he's dispatched a few moon men now but he had a weapon this is just with his bare hands (laughs) crazy he's going Um, full wwe he really is um just slamming moon men in the squared circle amazing putting the royal and royal rumble (laughs) yeah I also really love that uh, when the Moon Man is being the Moon King, sorry, is being um, suplexed Ooh. to the floor, his his the there is a jump cut and his body is replaced by like one of those like uh, fabric dummies. <laughs> it's quite <laughs> quite obvious and uh, yeah, and really yeah, it's fun. It reminds me of like anima- amateur filmmaking now in a, in yeah. the best way it's it's yeah. so fantastic to know that like back then this is like the height of technology and it, it, the height of filmmaking and it looks mm. sweet like I, i'm buying it i'm still happy about this Heck uh, yeah. but yeah the moon the moon men are furious and they're chasing the wizards again um back to the left of stage they're being sent away um and yeah they're chasing them down and they all gather and jump into the rocket um and the but the main wizard doesn't have time to do that he has to pull the rocket with a rope off the edge of a cliff in order to get it back to earth i guess this is like a moon cliff 
where like yeah, if you, it's a if you fall cliff. off yeah classic moon cliff where you fall off and uh go back to earth classic moon cliff is my twitter handle <laughs> that's very good um <laughs> and yeah they they fall off the edge and one of the moon men jumps onto the back of the rocket which is a wee right back down out of his own volition by the looks of things yeah um anyway we see the rocket hurtling back to earth and then landing in the water um for this we get like a little thunderbirds model of the rocket falling into Mm. a fish tank with silhouetted like axolotls or lizards swimming around um whatever they were they were definitely the real animal which yeah is really interesting which is great i i loved that there's like a cool like underwater uh undersea kind of uh shot like uh background Mm. for this which looks really lovely but um yeah uh the rocket is then towed back into town uh with a little tugboat pulling it along and for this this is again done with models but there's a little like finger puppet of a man like inside the rocket just like waving around oh i didn't notice him (laughs) did you not notice him oh no go go back and see him there's a little man in there just waving around and yeah he's definitely like a little like either um wooden puppet with like or like a sock (laughs) puppet kind of thing it looks great yeah uh but yeah he's he's loving it he's only in that for that little shot and then yeah um i will i do have to quickly interrupt so the movie obviously being like film and being physical and being very old and yes everything there was a long stretch between it being made and now where these next this next reel was missing so up until 1993 they didn't have this the following scene so the movie just ended here which does mean if pink floyd were writing their 1973 magnum opus to sync with this they would only Mm. probably have been able to go this far unless they had access to some sort of sneaky extra knowledge that is very interesting actually Mm. because like at this point in the movie we are uh through at like partway through time solo we are like almost at the end of time solo we're like getting approaching the chorus coming back like we are seconds away from that in fact it does come back in the in these lost in the lost reel uh section so uh that's pretty wild it would have just ended like partway through uh time solo there which i think is a better fit than what we get but that's okay Mm. yeah uh again that shows that the floyd were thinking about it a bit more maybe yeah uh yeah yeah uh so yeah the this in this final lost reel um the astronomer wizards are celebrated by the people they're gathered around here and there's a mere type figure or town leader guy who's like great job he's waving his hands around and saying good good work boys and he hands them out big moon medals uh (laughs) yeah like large medals with the moon with its little moon face on it uh is celebration of them and the final shot of uh oh no we've got a bit before that sorry the the moon man comes in from the left hand side and is escorted away by someone else he's taken away to be studied or something i don't know but he's made it um they just treat him like he's just making a ruckus and they're like no basically they're like go away get get out of here moon man we'll deal with you later in the sequel um and (laughs) 
uh yeah the final shot of the movie is a statue that's been erected of the of our main wizard our, our lead character um and uh everyone's stoked there's celebrating him as the greatest dude ever mm. he's gone up to the moon killed a few moon men killed the moon king come on back and brought a moon man with him good stuff oh, um yeah. and yeah there's people like dancing around it in a ring of rosy style um celebrating it and yeah we're in like halfway through the second chorus of time and that's the film there's no yeah, credits suddenly ends yeah there's nothing no credits at all it's just like that's it goodbye <laughs> um what did you think how did it sink oh again it's so <laughs> difficult like i'm gonna be honest being you know a young spry whippersnapper like i mm. am even like the music of dark side of the moon feels like you know i'm lacking a context because it's already 40 years old right well 50 years old almost to be then attacking something that's over 100 years old like the mental gymnastics you're doing to try to understand it like the way that i couldn't comprehend that that was impressive that the rocket smashed into the earth into the moon because i'm just so privileged through time it's yeah it's a real humdinger so that's <laughs> my that's where i'm putting it on the graph in the humdinger zone what about you do you have a the number hum, the humdinger zone i love yeah. that charter like it's like well above 10 the humdinger zone if you chart yeah. it you grab your chalk and you mark it all the way up to the moon itself that's where the humdinger zone is yeah from the earth to the moon on the graph yeah that's where i'm putting it i will say this like humdinger zone line that you're drawing is it it does like you you know you draw it you kind of rotate it a little it does look like a one so i could also give this a one (laughs) that's fair i think that's yeah for the no the clocks the clocks part did put it up higher then i'm thinking like whiplash and look who's talking are our ones i think right so we had the clocks sort of going off when they woke up so maybe we could put it yeah. up here too ah uh, yeah i guess no i'd be happy with it too yeah 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 it, it's harder to draw my my chalk line into a two shape but we'll that's do true that. yeah um, all right picture the g the curl of the g and humdinger that's like a b- bit of a two when you circle that around. Yeah, this is a stretch even for us. I think like <laughs> yeah. we are like really struggling. I'm happy. I'm happy with a two. Let's just make it a two on the graph. Okay. Let's do it. Yeah, a trip to the two. A trip to the tune. Yeah, there we lock go. it in. Uh, yeah, it's locked in. What else? What else is happening, Gareth? What have we got? In, anything else going on? Um, I just, I never got to mention the fact that this film, um, because obviously there's no copyright and no credit, this mm. film mostly got aired because Thomas Edison stole it. I think that's Whoa. really interesting. Oh my god! He like bootlegged it and then toured the United States being like, check out my dank bootleg. Check out the Thomas <laughs> Edison cam rip of A Trip to the Moon. <laughs> the unregistered hypercam of Thomas Edison. <laughs> yeah. Amazing yeah i just i just that is bloody that's some bloody classic edison right there taking something and claiming it as your own what a dick 
man <laughs> yeah amazing In also because there was no copyright people could just remake it without any like uh, trouble so very quickly after they remade it but they called it an excursion to the moon <laughs> which is I mean, quite can't... the word you want not really. I, I feel no. like that is kind of more accurate in some ways to what we experience, oh, yeah. though. Like, these guys just go up there and just have a have a sleep, have an encounter with some moon men, and then come on back. Like, that's an excursion to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's like yeah. an errand. An errand to the moon. <laughs> an errand to the moon, yes. I've got, a, yeah. I've got a few errands to run. I've got to turn a few moon men into smoke. And uh, <laughs> turn my umbrella into a mushroom, and then I've got to come home and have a big old sleep. <laughs> yes, that's I my might day. sleep while I'm on the moon. <laughs> I might, I might. Don't threaten me. Oh my gosh. Okay, so two, uh, lock it in. Uh, it's my choice next week. It is your choice. How are you going to break us off a fresh sixty? Oh, you know how I'm going to do it, Gareth. We're gonna. Because we've been exploring the moon and a beautiful natural body, we're going to return to nature next week and find an understanding. We're going to uh, talk about men's man's relationship with nature, and we're doing Princess Mononoke next Ooh. week. The Studio Ooh, Ghibli I classic. Thought, I really thought you were just going to say Avatar again. <laughs> That sounds I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that to you. No. Princess Mononoke. I love, yeah. I love that bleak, bleak film. Yeah. Nice. I feel like it's going to be a good old fit for the Floyd. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Sweet. Yeah. Catch us on Twitter. Wow. Sink Floyd Pod. Catch us on Gmail. Yes. Sink Floyd Pod. Catch us on Spotify. <laughs> Sink Floyd Pod. This is, my, this is my song. When's that song dropping? <laughs> Uh, coming out soon on oh, St. Floyd yes. Plot. <laughs> oh, man. Well, until then, I've been G-Man, Power Man, Gareth. <laughs> I've been... Uh, what did I say? I think I was just James Barron this time. I th- I've been James Barron. Yeah. You had a fun name, but we left that one on the moon. Oh, well, see ya. Yeah. Well, until then, we'll see you crashed into the eye of the moon. Fly me to the moon and let me play among the stars let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars in other words hold my hand in other words goodbye <laughs>